0: Good evening, good afternoon, good night, good morning, or whenever you happen to be listening to this, welcome to the Film Realist Podcast, the film and TV podcast from a complete nobody that's hopefully for somebody. I am your host, Kyle Naranya. This is the next episode of the show. As promised on the social media, I will be reviewing the latest holiday film with Spirited, which was available on Apple TV+. Plus. The film was directed by Sean Anders and stars Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, with music from Benj Pasek and Justin Paul. There will be a non-spoiler section and a spoiler section. Time codes will be in the description if you would like to skip the non-spoilers or skip the spoilers. Let's get into the review. Spirited on the Surface is a fun Christmas movie that I think most people would enjoy to some degree. It is a fun play on the Christmas kale story. It has what I would describe as a almost Phil Lord and Chris Miller take on the conventions of this story, where they play up the comedy and the preposterousness and the fact that there may or not be an organization specifically determined to... Bring somebody cheer and help change somebody's personality. I think ultimately what held this movie back is that I did not find the music to be that entertaining. It's unfortunate given the fact that I have really enjoyed Pasek and Paul's music in the past. I really enjoyed The Greatest Showman and parts of La La Land and while not being a huge fan of Dear Evan in the film, I think a lot of that music is very well written. And this film, I think, suffers from the fact that it sounds very similar to other songs that they have written before. Particularly in the beginning, there are songs that sound very reminiscent of songs from The Greatest Showman. There are a couple of earworms in the soundtrack, which is great because ultimately, if you are making a musical, you want to have those songs that get stuck in your head and you're thinking about them and you might happen to listen to them again on whatever your favorite music listening platform is. Yeah, two, I would say that Christmas morning feeling and ripple without getting into the spoilers specifically and when they take place in the film or what the context of the stories is. I think that's unfortunate that the first three musical acts into the film, I was left kind of bored. This is not to say that Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are not giving it their all. They clearly put in the effort to train as dancers and singers, which they are not typically known for being. I think their chemistry in the film ultimately is what holds us up from being what I would say is a bad movie. They're very fun together. Octavia Spencer's quite good. Her relationship with Will Ferrell's character of present is it's very, very entertaining. But a lot of this movie, I think is going for some sort of message that it doesn't doesn't ring hollow, but nothing really about the film feels special. It's fun and it's disposable, and I'm glad given the fact that I already have Apple TV+. Plus, It's included for free. I just don't think it's going to be. I apologize for the yawn I'm recording this late at night. <laughs> it's going to be one of those Christmas movies that I go back to and watch over and over again. It, it may be fun once you may enjoy some of the, the music, but for me, I didn't really enjoy that and that's disappointing given how I'm a big fan of these two comedic actors as well as this the music writers and lyricists. It's I don't I'm having a hard time coming up to say anything interesting about the film that at this point in the day, Comes off as mean because clearly the effort was put in. The production design for this is really good. There are a lot of really cool editing tricks to transition between different moments that you would see if you were to be visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future, and that I enjoyed. I think the cast is all right. They're fun. Obviously, I mentioned how I feel about Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds and Octavia Spencer, but I think playing up with the conventions to the point is All that makes this movie unique. Other than that, everything else is pretty well established with this story as a whole. And it doesn't offer enough to be something new, fun, or unique. Now that we are in spoilers, I'm going to give you my detailed opinion. Or if not detailed, my opinion on the spoiler content of the film. So we are introduced to a world of... The afterlife, which is where the ghosts of Christmas past and present work. And it has a almost office, big corporation feel to it, which is fun and unique given the fact that usually these are just sort of forms of paranormal do-gooders or consciousness to some degree. That part feels very Ryan Reynolds-ish with a twist. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, Jump Street, style to it which is fun and entertaining but we don't really get to know any of the ghosts out or any of the afterlife citizens outside of jacob the past present and yet to come or future and the world outside of that isn't really explored we only get to see this one well-designed extravagant office and present who is will Farrell's character is thoroughly enthralled with constantly doing what's right he doesn't want to retire he's been at this job for nearly 200 years and the reason he does want to keep doing the job and make a bigger and bigger impact is due to the fact that He was, in fact, spoilers, as I said, was Ebenezer Scrooge. It turns out he was a real person that Charles Dickens based this story on, and that he was one of the only people in human history who was labeled to be unredeemable. It turns out that you are put on a blacklist if they do not think you can be redeemed, which is interesting. And that actually, when you are done being a ghost or a member of the past present yet to come brigade you get to go back to earth and live out the rest of your life so if you did i don't know if this necessarily works if you died early or young it doesn't necessarily establish that particular plot point given the fact that we do meet some of ryan reynolds character's family in the afterlife i don't this may this movie may suffer from fridge logic, but I don't necessarily think it does. It's not a movie that is going to have its logic completely combed through like something like Captain America the Winter Soldier. But it is a question that I'm now bringing up, so I guess it, the, the logic may not necessarily be completely sound. Ryan Reynolds does play off-type while being the quick-witted... Typical Ryan Reynolds character, Clint Briggs, is a real piece of work and is the only other person that the ghosts have bothered or spirits have bothered to try to redeem who is labeled unredeemable. And Will Ferrell's character believes that this may be his his last real chance at proving that he was redeemed and their fun, witty banter back and forth is thoroughly entertaining given the fact that Ryan Reynolds always trying to talk himself out of the situation, which is similar to Ryan Reynolds in a lot of things. That part is fun because he's constantly trying to get to learn more about present. And that is event. As I mentioned earlier, it is eventually revealed that he, that present is the, is Ebenezer Scrooge, And that Jacob who is in charge of the whole thing is actually Jacob Marley from the story as well. Uh, Something that my wife was able to pick on. Pretty immediately. So I don't know exactly how much of a twist it's supposed to be, and it does play into the story where we get to see a significant portion of Ebenezer Scrooge's life at the same time, and we get to see a back and forth between I'm just gonna call him Scrooge and Clint, and one of the drawing factors in bring in what makes Scrooge want to join the Land of the living again is the fact that he develops this this loving relationship with Octavia Spencer's character that this might be something worth moving forward. I think that the film really does try to show that there is a, a way of being good and not everybody is exactly the same. As I mentioned already, the musical numbers there's a lot very quickly in the film, and I don't think it helps really establish the kind of tone we're looking for. This is not a shot at, at the two leads. They are not classically trained or well-known for their singing voices. I know that Ryan Reynolds in the past has sung in some films, sometimes to be only comedic, but the last really great movie with the with music by Pasik and Paul... In my opinion, was the greatest showman, and you had arguably one of the greatest showmen with Hugh Jackman singing the songs, as as well as Michelle Williams, Zac Efron, and Zendaya, and that makes a big difference. Where, regardless of the writing of these songs, when the singing of the actors is fine if good, I think that may hold back how well these songs are. I don't. I think they're missing a uniqueness that some have been critical in the past that Pasek and Paul's music is not and that it sounds like it's coming it's the same over and over again I hadn't found that necessarily with La La Land The Greatest Showman and Dear Evan Hansen many of which have won them awards there like as I said there are two ma- what I would consider to be earworms but I, I think what this movie is really missing is something that their shows have had in the past which is a song from a character who is not one of the leads that is a real anthem and a power ballad to some degree this is me being one of them off the top of my head i am having a hard time coming up with a specific song from dear Oven hansen That would classify as that but I've honestly I've only ever seen the film I haven't had the opportunity to see the play on the stage so not the greatest way to see that story I had a lot of issues with that but I'm not going to turn this into a dear Evan Hansen review and so that is but bringing back to that. this film does not have that song. it's a lot everything is very catchy and the spectacle is great. The ensemble of the dancers and the singers surrounding the two leads is very entertaining and really fun to watch. but the twists and turns of this while fun, I think are are very disposable. The message of this of the movie and seeing the way that Ryan Reynolds character is ultimately redeemed in sacrificing himself for present. AKA Scrooge who did come to the land of the living is interesting, but the, we don't really get to see it. I mean, he develops this relationship with present as a living person and it seems to be entirely new to the world, but there is a end song, but isn't the end of the movie, but I feel like they needed more establishing exactly what the stakes were of that third act it comes to an abrupt end and then ends again and i don't know if this was a writing issue or if this was a production problem given the fact that this did shoot in during the pandemic i know that they the film began shooting in boston in 2021 and then concluded about a year ago so Overall, it's for the most part, it's a it's a fun streaming movie that I feel that a lot of people are going to enjoy. If you are critical of the style of music from Pasek and Paul, you may not enjoy this overall, but it's it's a fun watch once. I don't think it's going to stand the test of time with Christmas classics. I'm not going to list you my personal ones because that is always going to be a a a firecracker for a argument which is not necessarily something i want to have about a holiday film or my favorite holiday films so if you are interested in this you can check it out if you have apple tv plus i know this is a shorter than usual review but there has been a lot of news and there's been a lot of sad news lately and i didn't really want to get into it because it it would be it would be a major downer that i don't necessarily want to address with this episode i may uh, do that in an upcoming episode i know for a fact that next week's episode will be a review of glass onions the knives out sequel which i am very much looking forward to i will be seeing that sunday night so the review will be coming on our regular scheduled monday i hope you look forward to that i hope you enjoyed this review if twitter is still around you can tweet at me kyle underscore Naranya. that's n-o-r-o-n-h-a or you can tweet at film realists film realists also has an instagram My Instagram is private, so you will not be able to find it. But um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I hope to see you next time.